Drag Girls podcast, where we like to get high, talk about horror movies, and talk about Stephen King. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. Uh, it's been a while, but we're super excited to be back. Um, today we're talking about... Creep, Creep Show! Show! Woo! The original. Turns out there excited. are three in a TV series. I thought there was only two in a TV series. I didn't know there was a third one. There was a third one. I think it was a 90s thing. I heard it's unwatchable. We uh, should watch it. We should. We love those. We love bad movies. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, today we are getting another character off of here. I love that we keep getting little things from here. But, yes, we are talking about the original Creep Show. I have here the uh, actual um, comic book magazine type thing that, uh, comic book, I guess, that uh, it is based on. Uh, it is copyright 1982. I think the movie came out in 85? 84, 85. 84. I can't yeah, I can't remember exactly. Um, but it is so good. Directed by George Romero. Um, special effects work by Tom Savini. A million other things. Um, and it's so good. It's another anthology. And it's my favorite Stephen King anthology. Super excited. Yes, I am too. Um, so... I mean, background with this, I have seen this movie a hundred times. Uh, it was probably one of the first Stephen King things I really ever saw because, I mean, it's kind of spooky, but it's not particularly scary because it does, even the movie, keep that um, comic book kind of style. It's a little over the top. And, a little? Um, <laughs> it's a little over the top. And uh, it's, so I watched it when I was super young, not that... I was shied away from any of those movies anyway. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I, I loved it from when I was a little kid. I remember falling in love with Stephen King because of his short in this. And <laughs> I I just thought it was the greatest thing, and I still do. I put it on in the background all the time. I still love the second one. It's obviously not as good. Um, but this does have one of my all-time favorite Stephen King stories, um, The Crate. I'll just go ahead and say it. It's my favorite one. It's my favorite of any of the Creep Show shorts, um, and I will definitely one day be getting the tattoo of those eyes. Oh, that's really cool. Love yeah, those. I love that. Um, yeah, so we'll start with our little uh, framing device, which Tom, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. <laughs> yeah, he is. He looks so weird. Yeah. Um, because he's blonde and has no mustache. Yeah. Still amazing. Love him. It's like when dad. I saw my papa without a mustache for the first time, I was like, "Who are you?" is wrong with your upper lip why can it's, i see it yeah <laughs> it's weird it it, it, it yeah um, but yeah horrible father slapped yes. the shit out of this kid i said my first note is damn tom adkins hit that kid hard and that little kid is one of stephen king's sons i want to say it's joe hill shut up is it really yes, it is ah! please don't throw it away i'm sorry the next time young man i find you with a worthless piece of shit like this again you won't sit down for a week buddy boy Remember that. Tuck in. Um, that that checks out. That checks out. And <laughs> I, this little kid's great, honestly. He, uh, he was, wasn't like that. And then it just, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dad. Like he, poor kid. So anyway, um, Tom, he is, um, the father of this child, and he is screaming at him because he found this comic book, horror comics, in his room, and he's yelling at him, saying that's trash, that's vulgar. And he's like, not as bad as the booby magazines I've seen in your room. And he's, that's when he slapped the shit out of him. And he's like, Andrew, a little snoop. He's like, I was getting your 
cufflinks for church on Sunday. I was like, you should feel bad, Tom Atkins. Oh, no, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. says, you little bitch. Uh, <laughs> and he even tells his wife, like, hey, shut up. Really? So, truly? Um, that's what God made fathers. That's shut up. That is such a Stephen Kingism. It and is. And the fact that he said it twice, that is such a, that's my God made fathers, baby. That's my God made fathers. That is the epitome of a Stephen Kingism. <laughs> truly. And Tom Atkins, man, he just... He's got that perfect 80s dad energy where it's like Reaganomics, like back to basic, like not my house. My son got everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, well, all the kids read it. Well, my son's not all the kids. Oh, my God. I just, he is, yeah, he holds that vibe. Yeah. But then also he can hold that sweet, sweet angel. Yeah. The vibe he gives off in the, uh, my Bloody Valentine remake, I want to give him a hug. I want to give him a hug anyway. I love him. The vibe he gives off in person. Oh, And then Just uh, the vibe him. he gives off in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. <laughs> We've seen so, it. We want it. So um, it does a great transition into our first short um, because the dad, uh, Tom Atkins, throws the uh, comic away in the trash and it unfolds open in the wind. And we go into our first short. And I love that all the shorts start and end and sometimes have, like, little slices in the middle of comic book. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like a comic book panel. And then it, and like, you know, goes into the reality. And it's really cool. Every once in a while you'll see words on the screen of what someone's saying. Or, or like, a big, um, like, action background. Like, when we get to the crate story, there's yes. a part where, like, we see the creature and then there's, like, lightning bolts and red light and yeah. like the lights are very dramatic that and light, very like boom when you're thinking oh batman yeah, yeah. boom pow yeah yeah exactly it's, it's it doesn't take itself seriously and i i love that we're here for it because yes. it's got incredible practical effects that you're like oh wow they cared because that's the this is not the kind of camp or like not taking itself seriously that um in some movies where you can tell it's because they don't care, they're just making a movie, they're just, you know, having a Mickey take, they're just trying to make fun of the genre or whatever. This is just, no, we know this is kind of silly, but we're also going to make it scary. Right. Um, so our first short is Father's, Father's day. day. Scary day for me, too. It's true. <laughs> it's a scary day for a whole lot of people, yeah. Um, and <laughs> we are introduced to this incredibly wealthy family mm-hmm. of uh, waspy, just rich, bleh. arrogant, yes, obnoxious, aristocratic, and they're all waiting around for Great Aunt Bedelia, Aunt Bedelia, Bedelia. Aunt Bedelia, uh, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> Um, to get there so they can start dinner because it's Father's Day. It's their tradition. They say you can set your watch by her. She'll get there on time. Six o'clock on the dot. But then again, she wasn't there on time. So, um, (laughs) so, uh, they're there to celebrate Father's Day because her father died. And that's when the new guy, so it's a brother and sister and the sister's husband. And then the aunt and the great aunt is the one they're waiting on. And the sister's husband, they're like, who's Aunt Bedelia? And she's like, let me tell you the story. Allegedly. Aunt Bedelia. 
Allegedly. We get these flashbacks. Um, I love all the color grading and all these scenes. The really dramatic ones you get these super, super bright red lights. Mm-hmm. Contrasted with like super, super blue. And it just gives off these crazy shadows. Yeah. And oh, I love the lighting in all of these. Uh, a lot of it in um, the crate. Yeah. But this one too. And honestly, some of my favorite colors come in something to tie you over. They really play with the purples and the pinks. And oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, obsessed. Um, so they're telling the story of an allegedly great aunt Opadelia, um, was, <laughs> so her dad was the, you know, the patriarch of this very rich family, which means he was a very rich old man. He was a piece of shit. Which means he was a piece of shit, because it's a Stephen King movie, and he kind of hates rich people, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> um, no, seriously, read some of his shit. So, um, he, uh, they're, you know, she, it's this flashback, and the dad is in his wheelchair, and he's Sweet. banging his cane out. Where's my cake, Bedelia? You bitch! Where's my cake? I want it's my cake. It's Father's Day. I didn't know Father's Day cake was a thing, but I didn't talk to my dad for like ten years. But still, does that mean? Am I supposed to be getting my dad a cake for Father's Day? Because I haven't. I'm a bad daughter. Bad yeah. daughter. Well, you know, not as bad as uh, Bedelia because she. She's tired. I love the, she's like decorating this beautiful it, cake from the side. It looks so good. And then you get this top down view and she's just like squirting it on top and just like. And it looks like a brain. The icing is pink and it looks like a brain. Oh my god, it does. Yeah. And then she goes and smashes his brains. Right. With an ashtray. Well, didn't he also kill her this, lover? How perfect is the drawing? Like how much is oh, it yeah. like it? Amazing. Yeah. yeah, didn't her dad kill her lover? Yes, so in that a, was part he of shot that. him in a hunting accident. In a hunting accident. So she was already upset and everything. So that was the final straw. Was him being a little bitch about his, his cake. damn cake that <laughs> she was making and was so close to being done and looked delicious. Well, I thought it was really funny when. Um, did you say it was the aunt or the mom? I didn't catch like the. She's one of the aunts. Okay, one of the aunts was like. Yeah. Uh, he was one hundred and eighty four when he had a stroke. I was like. Yeah. And just the whole time I'm thinking, like, they're telling this story to, um, God, what's the girl's name's husband? Or the girl's name? I don't remember her name. Cassandra's husband. Cassandra. So the whole time they're telling the story to Cass's husband, Henry, Mm -hmm. I'm like, he's probably thinking, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? He seems kind of waspy anyway. Like, he seems kind of like, it's like later when she tells him to turn the music down, he goes to turn it down, but he's like dancing the whole way. He's like, and I mean, he's marrying this bitch, Cass. He can't be. He's probably like, eh. <laughs> he's like, if I get some money out of this one day, that's cool, but. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yep. So she goes and bashes his head. And we do find out when Bedelia is later sitting on the grave talking to, you know, the corpse of her father, you know, through the grave or whatever. Um, we do find out that. Um, what is the aunt's name? Cass is the, like, younger girl. Um, you know, I don't think I ever wrote it down. The, like, waspy aunt that's in the house waiting. Uh, she uh, overturned the chair and put the ashtray back in its place to help cover up Bedelia's murder. Which is why she gets the fate that she does get in the end. Um, where is it? Let me try to find it. You write for a while. Yeah. Talk about something. Um, so... Bedelia gets to the house, 
But before she goes in, she goes to the graveyard, the family graveyard they have on property. Sylvia. Celia? Sylvia. Sylvia. Yep, that's right. And she goes to her dad's grave, and, you know, she's basically sitting there talking shit, um, talking about (laughs) how awful he was to her and her mother. You bitch, you called me a bitch. I love this performance. She is so unhinged. And, like, I just, I love the highs and lows she goes through in this. Yeah. Because it's just her talking to herself. I'm obsessed. Yeah. But then. <laughs> yes. But then. <laughs> he comes back. <laughs> As this giant, terrifying skeleton man that we, I mean, is iconic imagery Incredible. in the horror community. Incredible effects incredible mm-hmm. uh attacks the shit out of her says i want my cake bitch and she I'm had plenty of goddamn time to move when she saw him oh we'll talk about having plenty of time to move later with richard there's a lot of times that people had plenty of time to move in this movie God. which it adds to the effect i get it but it wouldn't have been as fun if she ran away right she was stunned i mean you would be too if you're dead i'm sorry um <laughs> uh, I'd be like, go that's back where you belong. I'm sorry. you can say to somebody hypothetically. You're like, yeah, if your dad was dead and he came out of it. Saying that to Jess is like, fuck you. <laughs> but I can't because I'm a bestie. So that's true. <laughs> um, so uh, we cut back to in the house. They're all like, well, where the fuck is Bedelia? And uh, Sylvia, <laughs> I think she's got a little thing for Henry. Just like the way she's like. Uh, like, sends him out to go look for... And talks about how yeah. cute he is and how sweet he is. And she keeps calling Cass a hog. <laughs> it's hilarious. And here she calls her a turd. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally... Hold on, how what is sweet the of you to be with a hog. Uh, Cassandra, darling, how can a... How can such a beautiful woman be such an utter turd? <laughs> I like that. Well, so, they send Henry... To go yes. look for Cat. No, wait, sorry. Bedelia. Bedelia. And yeah, and so he's just bebopping around. Then he's like, I'm Strokes, gonna go to the cemetery. Lights a little cigarette. Everyone's smoking all over this movie. Yeah. They need to go to Quitter's Inc. episode. Subtle plug. Um, Shameless. <laughs> but yeah, so he goes to the cemetery and he is looking around that. I love the eeriness, like, that it's shot from, like, behind the tombstone, and he's walking in, and it's a good build the up. fog, it's, it's really, like, if I was in that scenario, I would yeah. be creeped the fuck out. Yeah, it, it, and, of course, the music's super dramatic, but yeah, it's a really good tense build up, and then, somehow, he falls. He trips in a little hole. Okay, he trips on a hole, okay. And he's and he, laying on the grave, and he's, the, like, laughing. Yeah. Um, the grave that was just, like, I mean, that a corpse just came up from. And there's this huge tombstone in front of it. One of those, like, tower-type ones that's, like, eight feet tall. And, uh, so he, like, yeah, he lands and he's, uh, kind of laughing. And then the headstone starts, like, moving. And then it moves just a tiny bit more. And he is just staring at it. Staring at it. And it's not, it doesn't even seem like, because they could have made it seem like, like, as he moved, the quicker he moved, the quicker it moved. 
So he was trying, like, not to move so it wouldn't move or whatever. But, but it wasn't. He was just staring at it. He was just it. staring at it. But we get a good squash. And that yell, as it right before it squashes him, oh, the ADR is perfect. And the squash noise was, I was like, oh. Like a little rotted fruit. Like a little rotted fruit. But yeah, so he got smashed. And then... Dad, dead dad comes in. And he's like... Cass is like, bitch, I'm hungry. Where the fuck is the cake? And then Cecilia's so like, well, let me go see Mrs. Danvers. Mrs. Danvers. This woman needs to die. <laughs> Good thing. She does right here. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Dad comes in. He, well, first she sees Mrs. Danvers behind the door, dead. Oh, yeah, she, like, uh, like, her face, like, falls against the window. It's, it's cheesy, I like it. Uh, and then, yeah, we get a real good... 180, her head did a 180. He pulled a Jason Voorhees. Gave me chills. Shwoop! <laughs> It was really fucking cool. Uh, so then, finally, Cass and Richard are like, "Where the okay, fuck is everybody?" We should go probably look for them. And they go into the kitchen, and I love it's this super blue lighting mm-hmm. and the music. You get a real big music scene, and then uh, he comes out, and he's got. Um, Sylvia's head with some uh, icing, and he got his cake. I got my cake. I got my cake. He <laughs> did. I'm I'm happy for him. I, no, I'm not. He was a piece of shit. Yeah, well, so was all of them. Yeah. Two wrongs don't make a right. It... The next short. <laughs> <laughs> we have the lonesome death of. Jordy Verrill. Jordy Verrill. Yeah. He's right here. He's reading the story, which makes sense because he's he's that. Yeah. Stephen King is fucking classic in this. It's this is just his most iconic performance. It's fucking hysterical. And it is his kind of comedy. That country bumpkin over the oh Jordy Farrell, you done it now. Like, that is so... What did he call himself? A lunkhead? You lunkhead. You lunkhead. And he... I... I'd be dipped in shit if they ain't a meteor. Yep. And he does. There's a big meteor that just lands right in his his yard. Just simple farm guy. Just, you know, trying to farm and exist as they do. Like, you know. And then there's a meteor. He's all alone. Just, yeah. just baby. And uh, it's so funny because he's looking at it, burns his fingers, touching it because, of course, it's hot. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I love this. This is, Jordy Barrel is such a sweet baby. He, so he starts saying, he's like, I wonder what they pay for that at the college. And he like, uh-huh. gets this little dream bubble. And it's like, you can literally kind of see the outlines like a comic book. It's super funny. And uh, it goes to like this professor guy. I'll give you $50. I'm not settling for anything less than 200 Mom didn't raise no idiot. <laughs> In his wildest fantasies. Wildest 
fantasies. $200. Woo! I love Jordan. Um, and it's super fucking funny. And he's like, nope, 200 my Not a cent less than 200 My or my price. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's super hot. So he wants to cool it down. He gets the bucket of water, cools it down, breaks in half. And that's when he calls himself Lunkhead. And this is my favorite part of the whole sketch. <laughs> Meteor shit. Meteor shit. Well, that, yeah, when he gets <laughs> it on his fingers and he says that. Um, which is also, oh, there's a whole creep show poster over there that I, I, oh, I know yeah. about it. But, yeah, um, yeah, meteor shit. So, uh, no, it's when he reimagines. He's like, oh, no, I broke it. <laughs> and he reimagines going up to the college. <laughs> and so <laughs> the camera, like, pans down to it broken in the bucket. And he, like, puts his hat on top of it, like, to cover it. <laughs> it's the cutest little extra, just like, look at it. I would pay two cents for a broken meteor. I think also think it's hilarious that they would be like, uh, it's a broken meteor. Fuck that. Like, no. Honey. Like a meteor wouldn't break if it hit the ground. And also, at like, that it speed. wouldn't still be. It. I, I love it. I love <laughs> the simplicity that, that Stephen King created in this character. Right. But then he, like, goes to bed. He's, like, sleep, like, sucking on his, like, blisters and shit. Yeah, he keeps putting his fingers in his mouth. I'm sorry, he doesn't go to bed. I'm, I put sleeping, I meant slurping. So, uh, not him slurping on his blisters. That's uh-huh. what I put. It was disgusting. Yep. But his, uh, whole life is turning green. So, there's, there's nothing left to do but find some Everclear and make himself a little, uh, pitcher of booze. I... Love his technique. He gets a pitcher, a, a half pitcher full of orange juice, and just dumps the bottle upside down and just. There you go, buddy. And then he's I like, love it. "That helps," or something like that. Yep. Like, yep. He fucking starts to start to get this green fungus on his fingers and on his clothes. It uh, will jump to outside every once in a while, and it gets greener and greener outside, of course, and. He does another imagining, and every, so, there are only two actors in this entire segment, because every time he, like, thinks of, like, the college or whatever, the professor, the doctor, and the dad are all played by the same guy, and, uh, so, he has another one, he's, like, because he goes to call the doctor, like, because he's got something growing on him, and, like, what, what are they going to think? And he does another little imagining, and they're like, oh, those fingers are going to have to come off. He's like, no. Yeah. It's going to be really painful. <laughs> and his, Stephen King's acting is so over the top, so, I mean, like, almost play acting, like, if that makes sense, like, stage acting. Cause yeah. Because when you're stage acting, you you're have performing to... to the back of the... Yes. And it, I just... I, it's not everyone's taste, I understand that, um, but yeah, so he keeps getting, it keeps getting worse, he's trying to, I do like the way he ignores things. He just, he's like, wow, I have a problem, I'm gonna go make a drink. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna ignore it and hope it goes away, that's how I try to solve my problems. And then, like, so that last daydream, he, like, wakes up and he's like, oh, that was a horrible nightmare, and then looks around, his whole fucking house is green. Mm-hmm. Everything is mossy growing, sprouting, and it's really fucking cool looking. And it's 
itchy. He's itching like crazy, because of course it would. Yeah, and he goes, this is when he goes to the bathroom. And he's looking in the mirror. Well, no, so he starts filling up the tub full of water, because, you know, he wants water to feel better. And Let's take gets, a bath. His last little vision, it's his dad in the mirror, played by that same guy, and he's like, you get in there and you're dead, dude. It's going to make it worse. And he thinks about it, and he thinks about it, and he just, and it, like, <laughs> it's so funny because the camera cuts away to the outside, and you just hear, ooh, as he, like, jumps into the water. <laughs> oh, better. Oh, that hot's better. Oh, oh, <laughs> He's like, well, I'm already dead, basically. Yep, and so he gets in, and then the next day we, like, I guess it's in the morning, he, the design is so cool on this big green monster thing, and it's got this really crazy voice. They bring back pretty much the exact same voice for the something to tide you over. Yeah. It's kind of that same bubbly effect. Um, and he grabs a shotgun and he, he pulls a perk for me. He's like, please, God, give me luck just this one time. Yep, just this once. Because he keeps talking. He's like, oh, that's just Veril luck. And because uh, he just, you It's know, spelled B-A-D. B-A-D. And that, boys and girls, is a reference. I don't know if it's a reference, but it feels like a reference to his character in The Stand. Uh, Tom Collins. Tom Collins, because he keeps saying Tom Collins, uh, or he goes M-O-O-N, that spells Tom Collins, because that's all he can spell, so then he'll go M-O-O-N, that spells car, and then one time he goes M-O-O-N, that spells moon, and, uh, that's like the saddest book and movie ever, I weep. Have you ever seen it? No. <gasps> it's not the end of the book. Oh, good. Everyone dies of this infection, and then there's like a group of people left. I'm not gonna, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna recap the stand on this creep show podcast. Um, <laughs> so then we get to our next story. Something so yes, to uh, tie and you it's really over. funny because you see, obviously the, he got worse from the water, and there's uh, this shot with the news talking over it, like, oh, we're gonna get a, be getting a lot of rain in Castle Rock. And you see this sign, and it like points to like Castle Rock and all these, and I think it also has to dairy and all these sneaking places. Yeah, that was really cool. I love how... In several of the clips, like, there's newscasters that are kind of, like, they put it in perfectly, like, the overlay of, like, what was happening. Yep. I thought that was really cool. They're like, and, in, like, the last line, they're like, uh, Castle Rock's gonna be turning so green in the next few days, it's gonna look like magic or something. And you're like, uh, yeah, look out. <laughs> do, you, do you think that he was, he was kind of blue, and then he was green, so he died? I do. I green do. his um, house with a green little window and a green Corvette, and everything was green for him and himself and everybody around. And he ain't got nobody to listen. I was just singing that last night, actually. It's funny. <laughs> I was um, really bad. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Something to tide you over. Is that what's next? Yeah. So they got it wrong in the thingy. This thingy, but yes, that is what's next. They just put it backwards in here. But yes, uh, something to tide you over is next, and this is usually I, uh, popularly, I think, people's favorites. Um, it is one of the best segments for sure. 
maybe the best written. Um, and it's got Ted Danson and Leslie Nielsen in it. You got some ups there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, um, Ted Danson, I mean, at the height of his career, this is Ted Danson when everybody wanted to fuck Ted Danson. Like, everyone was in love with him. And this was Leslie Nielsen, like, kind of, I think right before he would have become a comedian actor, I think people kind of still saw him as a serious actor, because I think yeah. this was before Naked Gun and Airplane, or maybe right after Airplane, right around the same time as Airplane. I think Airplane was early 80s. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, I mean, this, when people saw this, they were, I mean, it was Ted Danson. Ted fucking Danson. And, um, so we get to, uh, he, Leslie Nielsen shows up to Ted Danson's apartment. He's like, hey, you're fucking my wife. Um, here's a recording of her screaming. And, uh, I, I keep, I'm. I'm crazy, or I'm insane when it comes to what's mine. I keep what's mine. Like, that's what he kept repeating. And... This is a story that Stephen King would later rip off from himself. In Cat's Eye. Oh my god, you're so... I was thinking that when I watched it. It's The Ledge. Yeah. But not... Yeah. But this is better. Oh yeah. The Ledge was really good as a short story because mm-hmm. of the way he described the, like, like super slow, monotonous toil of him walking around the building it didn't make for that good of a segment in a movie this does this yeah and it's that came out and i i just it's weird to me that he ripped off his own story exactly <laughs> uh it's just the method of crazy is different yeah he's like if you don't get to her by 11 a.m it'll be too late so you need to come with me hippity hop let's go um he drives him down to the beach and he makes him dig a hole and then he says get in the hole and he says no it may be on the sub, uh, it may be on the some subjects, Harry, that I'm not entirely sane. And on the subject of what's mine, I'm not sane at all. I get in the hole. <laughs> so eventually, he gets in the hole because he's got a gun. Homeboy's got a gun. And then also, because his uh, wife, girlfriend, mistress. Well, so it's <laughs> Ted Danson's love and Leslie Nielsen's wife. <laughs> yeah. So and he... he's even like Ted Danson was like. She doesn't even want anything. She just wants out. But that's the thing with these crazy rich guys. They don't care if you love her. I don't care if I love her. You're not allowed to have her. They see her. They see them as possessions. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> but bitch. No time. Buries <laughs> uh, him up to his neck. It in, looks terrifying. Like I'm having an anxiety attack watching it because I fucking hate. How I'm claustrophobic. Is this. Oh my god, I need to look it up because oh my god, that looks awful. And awful. And he, and of course, it's Ted Danson, so this is acted so well in Leslie Nielsen's part. Mm-hmm. So this is like, like this is the scariest segment in my opinion. It's not my favorite, but it's the scariest one because it's so realistic and it's, it's really so scary. well acted. You can feel the fear in Ted Danson's soul, <laughs> like he is and. Uh, so when he gets him down there in there, he plugs in a TV and shows him Becky, who is the woman in question. Um, also in the sand. Tied up, or, yeah, up to her neck, but the tide's coming in at her. And, it, you know, if you've been to the beach or you know about a beach, uh, it comes in and she, you know, it comes up to her, like, face and it, then it'll wash back. So she has a few seconds to breathe before it comes back in. And when he's watching the footage, 
Ted dancing. Like, you can see him, like, like kind of holding his breath, like, while he's watching it. Because Leslie Nielsen's describing to him. So, yeah, I'm going to leave you here. Uh, tide's going to come in. Uh, but it goes out. And if you hold your breath for long enough, you'll be okay. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, don't freak out. Uh, don't panic. And just hold your breath. The end. And then he leaves. Yep. He, we find out... Um, and that's got to be one of the most horrifying things ever. Yeah. To so, be burying the sand up to your neck mm-hmm. and then just left. I can't imagine. But he is, like, cursing Richard. He's like, I'm going to get you, Richard. Um, and the TV obviously starts short-circuiting because water... get you. You hear me, Richard? You hear me, Richard? I'm gonna get you! I'm gonna hold your breath there, Harry. And, uh, yeah, so we get this scene where, like, finally his head goes under the water, and it's kind of like this glowing red color. Oh, it's like my favorite. That is, I, is it, yeah, that's one of my favorite things. It's such a good image, and I, I heard, I can't remember where I heard it, but they had basically like a fish tank kind of thing, and they oh. had Ted dancing kind of like sticking his head up through it, because his hair is like moving around, and then they had like the light in the yeah. back, and it, yeah, it's like this, it reminds me a lot of this tattoo on your leg here, with the red in the background. Oh yeah, it yeah, like, it was yeah. like a, a red halo kind mm-hmm. of around his head, um, which you was- you see him like panicking, fighting for air. But also like, he looked pissed, um, obviously. But, you know, Richard goes home, living his little life, not worried about it. I'm not worried about it! I'm not worried about any of this! But then he starts kind of being, like, paranoid, because he's, like, hearing things. He's, like, staring at his cameras. So the first night he goes back, he's fine. He sees uh, the video of Harry dying, and he, like, right before the tide comes in, he looks at the camera, and he's like, I'm going to get you, Richard. I'm going to get you! And he kind of, like, laughs or whatever. The next morning he goes back out the bodies. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But they're gone. But the TV's still there. He's like, ah, Tide washed them out. Tide got them. Did it. Did it. Did it now. So then that night, after he gets that, that's when he's, like, getting all paranoid. He's like, uh, uh, He's like, I'm just gonna go take a shower Mm -hmm. and, like, there's... Naked Leslie Nielsen. (laughs) There's a cool scene of, like, shot of the stairs and you see this, like, creepy fog rolling up them and you're just like, oh, something's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he's, like, yelling in the distance. He's like, who's there? And, like, hearing all this. Again, a very good scene of tension. Mm -hmm. This is a very well-directed movie. Why is that, Jess? Because it's directed by George A. Romero. Yeah. You know, that guy. I've never heard of him. You know, Night of the Living Dead. Never heard of him? I'm fucking with you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's unbelievably influential. Um, So that's why there are so many good tense scenes. And again, this is very frightening. Um, So he's freaking out, and then, again, Amazing practical effects. I love the makeup on them. They're, they look like they look like what you would think a waterlogged corpse would look like because they're wet 
and you got like seaweed and their skin looks they're like bloated gritty. yeah bloated and, because like, like that's what happens when you drown is you blow yeah and it like oh it looks and they're like green and they're squishing i called them uh zombies from the black lagoon oh i love that yes <laughs> uh and he has a gun and he shoots them and then like this black water pours out oh you can't kill us richard we're already dead <laughs> and he goes in the bathroom to hide and they're right there and they're like come with us to the beach you just gotta hold your breath and i like the effect on their voices it's creepy it's yeah like got bubbles in the background it's yeah creepy. it's like they're talking underwater it's really mm. and yeah so they bury him and i love this last shot of deranged leslie nielsen I can hold my breath for a long time. <laughs> I saw, I was a whorehound one year, and I saw this little, pretty big actually, um, like piece of art that someone made of the tide and the ocean and Leslie Nielsen's head in the sand. And like the bottom of it, it had the little I can hold my breath. It was so fucking cool. It's like a life-size head. Like, in the, it was so fucking cool. That's there really cool. There are so cool. many talented people that end up there. That is true. I really hope we get, I would love to have a fucking cruise there. Yeah. Goodbye, Richard. Goodbye, Richard. And then we Goodbye, get to. Goodbye, Can you fuck me? Okay. Then we get to the crate. Please don't make me put the lotion on. Mm, but I want you to. It's good for your skin. <laughs> My skin is dry. It's good for your skin. But we get the crepe. The crepe is one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> that is actually, so the first, I talked about uh, Marty before. He's the one who made this lovely poster here. He also made this one up here and that one over there that is the Creep Show one. The Creep Show one was the first one I ever bought. And I remember it caught my eye and I specifically bought it because the very center of it is the creature from the crepe. And I think it is one of my favorite creature designs of all time. I would compare it to the design of the werewolf in American Werewolf in London. I'm fucking obsessed with it. I think it is so... Uh, there's just something about it. It's mentioned in the short, like, somebody, like, jokes and calls it a Tasmanian devil. I've never known what to call it other than the crate monster. Because I don't know, it's it's kind of ape-like, a little, a little, a little I would say. Um, don't people call it fluffy? Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know that. I, I don't know. Um, I might be out of the loop on that. I call them fluffy the whole oh, time. okay, well I love fluffy. <laughs> and I would die for him. Yeah, I've called him fluffy the whole time. So whether I made that up or not, um, he's fluffy to me. And then on top of the creature, I love Adrian, Adrian Barbeau. Oh my god. Just call me Billy. Everyone does. She's going to be a scare fest. Really? Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, she's awesome. Oh, she, she's a crazy alcoholic in she this. She is chewing scenery this entire fucking She's time. eating it the fuck up. Left no crumbs. I'm obsessed with her, and I want to marry her. Um, because she wouldn't treat me like that, because I'm not a dumb shit like Henry. <laughs> oh, Henry. What'd you do without me? So it starts off this uh, janitor, he um, flips a quarter, it goes under the stairs uh, at the college he's working at, and um, he sees this old crate that says, Arctic, 
Arctic Expedition, 1864? 34. 1834. Damn, that's old. Um, and he's like, ooh, that looks interesting. Obviously, I would be interested. So he calls uh, Dex, who is a professor up there. And we go to Dex at this party, this waspy professor party. And looks awful. Take um, a shot every time Casey says waspy. Waspy, waspy, waspy. <laughs> Uh, now call 911 because you might have alcohol poisoning. <laughs> you might die. So um, we meet Henry and Dex and, of course, Billy. Um, Billy's married to Henry. Dex and Henry are besties. Um, and Dex has got a little affinity for older or younger students. Um, we see him flirting with the, I would fall for it, professors. Yeah, definitely flirting. But, uh, you know, Dex and Henry, uh, Henry comes up and ruins his little moment with the student and is like, are we still playing chess later? You little bitch, don't fucking nut out on me again, you bitch. But, um, you know, this is uh, really funny where we get... And, of course, Billy is annoying everyone at the party because all these, like, uppity people, they're like, oh, oh, like, anytime she says something, she's super loud like, crass, over-the-top. Wasted. So drunk. Um, this is the first... We love it. We get... He's supposed to be the villain of this, and I... Stan. <laughs> well, this is the first scene where we get that... Henry takes out a gun, and he shoots her in the head, and everybody starts clapping. And we you realize... Get a golf clap. Yeah, when you realize that Henry fantasizes about killing this woman all it's the time. It's like a... Don't they do that on Scrubs? They used to do that, like, fantasy killing sequence or what? Anyway, yes, uh, he does get a little golf clap. Dex gets a call from the janitor that we started the story off with, and he's like, hey, I found a weird crate. You should come look at it. Dex is like, okay. As soon as, I mean, you hear Arctic Expedition 1834. I'm opening the box. I understand. I will probably die. I'm still opening the box. What's in the box? What's in the What's box? What's in the box? We will probably never cover that on this podcast. It has been reviewed to death. Yeah. Um. Also, fuck Kevin Spacey. Also, some things came to light today, I guess. That he was, like, um, uh, like, innocent. Like, that he was proven innocent. I haven't read anything about it, but, like, a, like, he wasn't charged. Like, well, and I understand that, but, like, it, the way my mom was putting it, because she was really upset that she had to hate him, and then she's like, wait, I might not. Anyway, I have to read up on it. Um, but that is but a very, very good movie. Um, but it's it's overdone, and we would not be able, we would, the whole podcast would be me and Jess going back and forth every three minutes. What's in the box? What's in the box? To the fucking box. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we cut over Dex to Dex and the janitor, um, and he's like, hey, let's, they, so they get the crate out, um, <laughs> this janitor's like a child, and they, they get just a little bit of it open, and he's like, ooh, emeralds, and he sticks his hand right in there. Those weren't emeralds. And then it, like, the, again, the music gets really crazy, and as soon as, like, he sticks his hand in there, just red, oh, I mean, unbelievable red lighting. And this is when they start playing with, like, these, like, pinks 
and these like extreme reds. The blood in this segment is so fucking bright red. It's my favorite kind of movie blood because it's so bright red. Um, yeah, Mike the janitor is getting his arm like we just he like starts to slide down the table they were using and his arm is just up there and like he like you can see him like kind of nodding in and out of consciousness cuz like, like it's pulled up into it. And, yeah, and it pulls him up into the crate and it's like just it looks like the crate is eating him. Yeah. We get, uh, this is when I think we get the first little shot of it, of it, like, baring its teeth, and it's like, hey, fluffy. Fluffy. My fluffy, name's fluffy. Baby. <laughs> um, so, of course, Dex runs away. Um, Professor Stanley, Dex Stanley. Um, he runs away, runs upstairs, runs into a grad student. Grad student's like, man, you're fucking crazy. You're crazy. It's fine. And he goes down there, he gets killed. Um. He was ripped to pieces. It was, it's awesome. I said, Charlie is asking me to die. R.I.P. And then I said, literally, rip. Ripped into pieces. Rip. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, he, uh, so of course, I mean, okay. This thing happens to me and I'm freaking out. Where do I go? My bestie. Dude, I'd fucking believe you. Yeah, exactly. You're just like. If you were in a relationship that was really bad and you needed a way out, I would be like, <laughs> not that I'm on this guy's side in this because I love Billy, but, um, do it. <laughs> so, Henry, uh, you know, he's waiting for Dex to come over to play chess and then Dex comes in hysterical, um, telling him what happened, barely able to get it out. When he can finally calm him down, they're in, like, the study, and he pours I love Dex. this performance, too, of Dex, like, laughing and crying hysterically. And just like, ah, like, Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing. But he's, like, one for the road, and he pours him some bourbon, but he slips him a little, a little ricky, you know? Uh-huh. Slips him a little roofy. Don't do that to people. Don't. Don't do that to people. Uh, so, and his plan is so fucking flawless. But here's the one thing that I am very against Billy for. So Billy gets home and finds the note from Henry saying, hey, and he makes up this whole story like, hey, Dex got into it with this girl at the college. The girl's scared and hiding. I need you to come and coax her out and, you know, help us out of this thing. I was really confused at first as to what his intentions were right. in drugging him. I was like, does he not believe him? Is he going to try to, like... Is he protecting his friend? Is he claiming he killed a young girl? And then I said, oh, I think he's going to feed her to Fluffy. <laughs> and, and he does. Um, so my thing is, she gets home and she's reading this. She pours a glass of milk. She pours a glass of milk. Which I'm going to be, I, I don't want to shame people, but if you just like drink a glass of milk by itself, like you crave a glass of just milk to drink, that's gross. I'm sorry, that's weird, and it's gross. It got but then, worse. But then it got worse because she takes the glass with her. Before that, she put bourbon in it. Oh, yeah, I did forget that. That's what I meant. She literally opened this beautiful, um, oh, my God, decanter, which dark look. I'm assuming it was bourbon or yeah. cognac, and pours it in the milk, and she's like, hey, <laughs> What would he do without me? It takes it with her. Yeah, and it's just like a regular clear glass that you have in your kitchen. She just drives with it and then walks up to the... And she's still got milk when she gets... 
She's gross. Maybe that's why she deserves to die. Ugh, so God. Sorry. Again, a really fucking funny part. He eventually gets her down there, and she's, like, in the thing, and he's trying to wake the thing up, and he's shaking her. And I love this, because she's screaming at him, she's tearing him down, she's doing, I mean, she is... Saying he's bad in bed. No, lost. here's the thing. For Like, at first, she's like, no, you suck, you're awful, I, you know, all this other stuff, and Fluffy is like, yas, bitch, tear him down. When she says, and no good at all in bed, and starts talking about his wiener, that's when Fluffy's like, oh, no, bitch, no, 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 that's over the fucking line, and he steps in and has to take her down. He's like, no, don't talk about his wiener like that. And no good at all in bed. When was the last time you got it up, Henry? Huh? When was the last time you were a man in our bed? Now get out of my way, Henry, or I swear to God you'll be wearing your balls for earrings. And I swear to God, if you ever So yeah, she gets eaten by Fluffy. It's, it's good. It's, 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 there's so much blood in this one. There's a lot of blood. Yeah. It's all bloody. And his teeth are, like, long and thin and sharp and sticky. The saliva, like, it's really cool. It is the coolest practical monster. I want to say it's someone in a suit. I don't think it's an animatronic. Might be a puppet, I guess. I was thinking a puppet, but I I don't, I don't know the I bet answer. it's partial. I bet it's partially puppet, partial suit, yeah. Yeah. It's... His claws. So, again, the red blood in this is so good, because he's cleaning all this up, and the sound effect and the look of it and the, like, framing is so intentional and so effective, because it's disgusting. I'm, like, kind of gagging when he's, like, like, the rag that's soaked red, and he, like, picks it up, and it's all, like, slop, like, it... And when he's mopping, like, he, before Billy got there, he was, like, mopping up all his blood. Yeah. And there's some that's just, like, really thick and clotted on the floor. Like and it's it kind of looks like he's just pushing it around. It's disgusting. But it is it's so really gross. effective. I love it. Because, yeah, he's, like, cleaning up while she's reading the note. So, um, he puts the thing back in the crate. He gets it all locked up. He goes home and he tells Dex. He's like, I dropped it in the river. It's fine. It's all good. Um, but the last shot. Fluffy's coming now. He breaks out of the crate. <laughs> And you see his little eyes. It's just really funny because he's like, we're not going to tell anyone about this. He's like, uh-uh. And it's kind of, I like that it's a little ambiguous because... As to if he's, like, going to kill him or not? Well, maybe that, but I was thinking on the friend's side, because the friend's like, no, I'm not going to tell him thanks so much for, uh, you know, covering for me or whatever, because then they're going to think I killed whatever. But he seems where he's like, yeah, yeah, let's uh, play some... Ch-. He seems a little, like... He might tell. You know, like, he seems like, oh, my God, you killed your wife. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I meant. Like, it felt like Henry was like, am I going to have to kill? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. My best friend. Yeah. It's like, is he going to, are they going to betray each other? Is he actually comfortable with this? I, yeah, it's, um. I mean, they could say that Dex killed that student, though, and the janitor. So, like, why wouldn't you just. And that's why he's like. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's why he initially. Maybe that's yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I think that's why he initially, uh, anyway, never mind. Yeah. He's had to sit on it. <laughs> yes. So, I want to say that they're just going to stay single men and play chess for the rest of their lives. Yes. Let's say that. It'd be cool if we had, like, a ghost of Billy come back. Oh, my God, Just a raging, it. alcoholic zombie with a badass fucking mouth. And when she, he's get, she's getting eaten by it, he's like, just tell it to call you Billy. Tell it to call you Billy. <laughs> um, and then we get to my least favorite thing I've ever had to watch. I hate this one. I usually don't actually watch. I look at my phone and I listen. I fucking hated it. I hate it. I oh, hate I'm itchy it. thinking about I it, too. I hate it. I hate it. I have always hated Ooh. it. I have always had trouble watching it. I, again, when I have this on, I either stop after the crate and I turn the movie off. <laughs> uh, or, like, I, for the podcast, because I had to rewatch it, because it's, you know, I'm going to watch it. I kind of just stared at my phone for most of it. It's called They're Creeping Up on You. They as in cockroaches. And Not my family members. The, the ones that you can't even kill a, with a nuclear bomb. We would definitely die in a nuclear bomb. That or we become like uh, the Hills Have Eyes people. That's my family would be that. Stephen King hates rich people. Um, and this is about a rich old guy. I mean, this guy is a metaphor. He is a walking metaphor for... Um, capitalism for uh the um evil billionaires for the elite rich for the one percent you know he is a stand-in for that he um you know hates he's a germaphobe so he hates lower life forms he hates dirtiness much like rich people hate poor people his house is like bright white like a hospital yeah yeah it's It's disgusting Ooh. And, uh, so he's seeing these cockroaches, he's got gloves on, like, he is a germaphobe. And he's, like, calling, he's like, hey, I have cockroaches, you need to come and get this shit taken care of. Or you're not gonna have a job. And there's something about, because he's obviously, like, a business tycoon, um, I actually kind of thought this part was pretty funny when the wife calls, because, like, I guess he made this guy kill himself or something somehow, because he took his company or something, and then the wife calls, and he's, she's like, you bastard, I hope you rot in hell. And he's like, hey, who gave you my phone number? Because I'd like to fire him. And he, she's like, I got it from my husband. He's like, well, I can't fire him. <laughs> I did think that was funny. Savage. Mm-hmm. What did she think she was going to gain from that phone call? I mean, closure? Maybe. <laughs> also, how do you let a guy like that make you want to kill him? You know? Kill, don't kill yourself. Kill him. And he's like, a lot of people want me dead. Kill or him. wish me dead, you know? Yeah. Do it. And he was just like, like, when he answered the phone, he's like, who is this? And she's like, says so and so. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Like, you piece of fucking shit. I hate him. I wanted him to fall out of a fucking window or something. But. Oh, it's better than that. So, um, Ooh. this one maintenance guy comes up. This guy is so fucking condescending. I loved it so much. Hello, Mr. Pratt. Oh, no, no. Like, I... Huh? You will... That'll be the last time you talk to me like that. Oh, no! I'm just... No, I'm just... And, he, you know, he's walking away. That old fucker, I hope he gets eaten. 
And then we find out this old fucker's also racist. So just add it to the list of shit that he is. <laughs> but in the meantime, the cockroaches are getting worse. I'm obsessed with this drawing Aww. of him and the because when they're talking, they're talking through the little peephole, but it's a camera. And he, so, like, the guy, like, gets really close. He's like, no, no. And he's, like, smiling. And <laughs> oh. I don't even know how to talk about this. It's really, like, just him being a piece of shit person and bugs. More and more and more cockroaches are in his apartment. They're in his food. They're crawling on him. He can't escape them. They, that, literally, like, that's it. Like. It's disgusting. And then he, like, locks himself into his little, like, it looks like a vacuum-sealed room. Like his, his little bedroom. safe, clean room. And he gets in there, and he looks at the bed, and it's all moving, and then the bed's made of roaches. And then. Again, not my family. And then he, like, slides, it, like, cuts away, and he's getting a phone call. Who does he get the last phone call from? Is it the wife or the janitor guy? The wife. Yeah, she's, like, calling and, like, yelling at him some more, like, I hope you die. And it, like, cuts to him, and he's just, like, laying there all still. And then it, like, starts to, and then he just, yeah. His chest bursts open, and the roaches are crawling his throat. I would rather have a chest burster. I would rather have an alien-style chest burster. 100. Sorry, I just can't. I was so uncomfortable watching this scene. I was like, I literally kept going like this because it just made me so, I'm itchy thinking about it's it. It's I. It's really and, hard to talk about, is, like, honestly. A lot of, like, those roaches are real. Like, those are practical Hello. bugs. And I, like, I have a friend, Natasha. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but I love her. She has... A lot of very exotic pets, and she's got Madagascar hissing cockroaches, which that's cool, that's awesome. I love that she loves them. There's a difference between that and a cockroach in my house. Um, disgusting. I and like I'm I, I got the oof, creepy crawly oof. kind of thing anyway. Like I don't really like bugs. They're fine. Whatever. I'm not gonna hurt them. I take spiders outside. I don't kill them, but I don't want them anywhere near me, and they freak me out. Right. I'm the same way with spiders. Oh my god. And roaches are just bottom of the. Barrel disgusting. I mean, they're worse. They're almost worse than maggots. I'm like, like so, I'm so itchy right now. <laughs> it's really because they are real, and you can tell. Oh god! And they all burst out of this fake corpse at the end, and it's it's hard to watch. I don't like that part. Um. So yeah, like I said, I, in the past, I often have just stopped after the crate and I turn it off and I stop watching because it's like two hours long anyway there's five segments so I just oh. stop after that one um I would love to cover creep show 2 in the future because I really yeah. do like creep show 2 um the raft is so good iconic I mean I told you before I would love to do like a like a month or something of anthology yes of anthologies because and it turns out I didn't know hearts in Atlantis is an anthology Stephen King Oh, I've never um, heard that. I haven't um, read, but I know uh, the movie is starring Anthony Hopkins. The oh, okay. Cannibal. Yeah, very good. I, I fucking love Anthony Hopkins. Have you seen The Right? No. <gasps> Bitch, that's I, a good movie. Really? I couldn't. So I saw the like poster for it or whatever, and I love Anthony Hopkins. But I tend to stay away from exorcism movies unless I get a recommendation. Also, because so many of them are bad. Exorcism movie. Oh, yeah. That didn't come out as English. 
Casey understood me. Yeah. The preview for the new fucking Exorcist movie. Mm-hmm. Look at those. Fucking uh, by the terrifying. time this comes out, I will have seen the Meg too, and I'm so excited. I'm also really excited for the Last Voyage of the Demeter, um, which is the Dracula movie that's coming the, out. No, Nosferatu. Uh, yes, uh, it's based on Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, and I'm so excited for that. And um, just a lot of good things coming up. Uh, so yeah, that's Creep Show. I well, I think we forgot to mention the end, which is like oh, the end yes, cap, yeah, the yeah, little, yeah. the little end cap to our. Our uh, framing device. Framing device, which is um, we go back to the scene where the father and the son. Yeah, Tom Atkins. Oh well, actually, we see these trash men throwing trash away, and one of them like finds the Creep Show comic book, and they're flipping through it. Did you notice who it was? No, who I didn't. You didn't? No, who is it? Tom Savini. I didn't even fucking real. I was literally it's about the briefest of seconds, and I was like still like writhing from the cockroach thing. I was just like, oh, is this almost done? Oh, it took me years to notice, but yeah, it's Tom Savini. I love that. But he's flipping through the magazine, and it's got, like, you know, old magazines and comic books. Like, you send, you mail things in for a free prize, you know, and... Send in for x-ray glasses, you know, and yeah, yeah, that was a big thing in the 80s in comics. And And this one was send in for a real voodoo doll. But it was cut out. He's like, oh, done the someone's like, already used that. Someone's already done this one. <laughs> so then we go back to the little boy. Well, the dad's at the table, and he's like, I've got this weird pain in my neck. And she's like, y'all bag, you want some Bengay? <laughs> I think that's something I would say. You want some Bengay. But I would say, like, Icy Hot. Because right. Bengay I mean, is such an 80s. It's, yeah, yeah, it's 2023. Like, yeah. we, we use Icy. We've graduated. <laughs> Or for me, because I'm poor, it's like, you want some CVS brand I see? <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, I um, too. But yeah, yes. so he's getting all these weird pains. Yes. And then it cuts oh, to the little boy. What's he yeah. doing, Casey? And he's got a little needle and he's got his little voodoo doll. Jabbing at it. That's what you get for taking my comics. Mm. And this little kid looks so fucking evil. But he's the son of Stephen King, so he might be. I don't know. I heard some rumors. So, <laughs> and then, yeah, he, like, stabs him in the heart, and, like, Tom Atkins is, like, having a heart attack. And that dies. Yeah, that's where, that's the end of Creep Show. Don't take your kids' comics. Also, again, I'm not a parent. Not telling you how to live. I watched horror movies at a young age, and I turned out fine. Ish. Let your kids watch horror movies. That's what I'm saying. You, they can turn out okay. We're fine. We're, like, we're fine. I didn't watch Creepshow at a young age, but I feel like I could have easily. Yeah. Like like I said, I watched The Exorcist when I was five. Right. You know, I yeah, remember I watched the original watching... It when I was, like, five, and it scared the holy bejesus out yeah, of me. Yeah, I read It when I was five, and it scared <gasps> the shit out of me. And I remember, like, being in my grandma's room, and, like, it, the original, like, was on TV, and I was, like, the, I, like, the scene that, the scenes that stick out most to me from, like, when I first saw it is the blood coming out of the sink and the balloons in the library. Nice. So those are the two off the top of my head that I'm, like... Oh, maybe I'm not okay. Uh, the one that got me that I remember from when I like first watched it when I was a little kid, and I don't know why this is what stuck with me. Um, 
But the scene uh, with, I want to say Richie maybe, um, where he comes out of the drain in the shower, for about four years after that, I faced the wrong way in the shower and I wouldn't close my eyes. I would like wash my hair with my eyes open and I would face the wrong way and I would stare at the drain. I was terrified. Like, for years afterward. This is not a joke. This is not... Like, I... Ugh. I couldn't do it. I was terrified of that movie. I couldn't rewatch it. I rewatched it once when I was, like, a uh, like a preteen, and then maybe once when I was a teenager, both times with my mom in the daylight. I could not watch it until after college. Like, I was not okay about that movie for so ugh. long. Um, There's one thing I wanted to mention that I totally forgot as we were going through, and that is the ashtray that was used to kill the father reappeared in the crate in that in um henry's office i didn't notice that that's yeah, so it's cool. the same exact ashtray i love that and i was like that's so fucking cool so i wrote that down and i forgot to read it i also time. noticed or just found out so we reviewed cat's eye last week never um, heard of it and Must have been your other podcast co-host. Uh, whatever. <laughs> at the beginning of that movie, or yeah, at the beginning of that movie, we were mentioning the Stephen King, um, like, uh, Easter eggs. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Star Wars. We missed one. What? A big one, apparently, and there's an obvious reason we missed it. So we see the Christine, all this other stuff. James Woods, at the beginning of that first segment, Quitters, Inc., is apparently watching Dead Zone. We get a good ten seconds of the Dead Zone. Which I've never seen. I just finished the book today. And, like, that's why we didn't catch that reference. That's because hilarious. Because we haven't seen it. Lots of good little Easter eggs. So, there's something that if you saw that episode and you were like, I can't believe we didn't notice that. That's why. Shut up. We're reviewing it eventually. Yeah. I wanted to read the book first. Um, so, I, I wanted this. her to read the book first. This is probably my favorite thing we're going to cover this summer. Um... I really of Stephen King stuff. I just really love it, and we're not covering it, so I was happy um, that this was on the list. Yeah, I was very excited. I um again, I didn't know there was a Creep Show three. Uh, we're gonna have to keep that on the list for Anthology Month or whatever. Yeah, we absolutely. See. It may be something we're like, oh, we have to cover this because it's so bad, or it may just be I'm turning this off because it's so bad. Or we could do like a two parter, like we did for like the Scream. Series. Yeah, just and do, maybe do Creepshow two and three, yeah. or we can just make it like one long episode, you know? Yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah, because I mean, Creepshow two, there's only three segments, yeah. so it's a shorter, it's a lot shorter because there's only three little parts. So I think um, that'd be, I think that'd be cool if yeah. we did both of those in one episode. Absolutely. Tell us what you think about that. But in the meantime, make sure that you like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Barely Living Dreadful. Follow us on Twitter at Living Dreadful. Um, Email us uh, at barelylivingdreadful at um, gmail.com with comments, questions, concerns, or any requests, you know, for Anthology Month or whatever. And, um, yeah, until next week, stay stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye.